8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. Okay, so this, of course, is the is the viewpoint. Now, you may be aware that we made some changes to the format over the last couple of days. Uh, in the previous weeks, it was 8.30 to 9.30. We have what is called the big hitter. Now, the big hitter is 8 to 9. And we've had uh, we've had a great chat getting into the mind of the big hitter, DJ Sabu, right? Uh, so that was fantastic. Now, of course, we've flipped it around and we look at the big picture on a range of issues. We'll talk later on about the EFFC on the Northwest. That's one of the issues. However, the one that has to a large degree, horrified South Africans across the board uh, is what's happened in at a mosque in Verulam in KZM. And what appears to have come through is that three people were attacked, uh, religious worshippers, um, by some people. Uh, there are allegations somebody died. Others are critical. I'm not completely certain about it. Uh, there's thoughts about these being Egyptian nationals who attacked others. There are also thoughts about this being uh, an inter-religious intersect attack. There's issues around ISIS. I don't really know. The bottom line to this is there's genuine concern as to what happened. It certainly didn't come across as a robbery, as you would think. Not at all. Uh, let's let's first up then get to Sean Herbst, who's the Netcare 911 spokesperson. Sean, appreciate your time. Hello. Yes, good evening, sir. Thank Th- you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Fill us in. Do I take it that, that you, you were there? You were very close to the to, to what happened in Verulam? Correct, yes. Um, the incident itself happened just after half past two. We received a call from a private ambulance service at around about three o'clock this afternoon um, requesting immediate advanced life support intervention. Um, it was alleged um, at the time when we got the call that a mosque in Ottawa, north of Durban, had been attacked. When we arrived there, multiple services were already in attendance. Um, from a quick look and speaking to the people on scene, reports from the scene had indicated that three adults had been injured in the attack. Uh, it was, from what we can gather, the imam, uh, chairperson of the mosque, and a caretaker. Um, two patients were transported by ambulance prior to our arrival. Um, we believe that to be the imam and the caretaker. The chairman uh, is the gentleman who we believe had his throat slit mm-hmm. um, with a knife, and shortly afterwards the mosque was set alight. The gentleman was in a critical condition and did require um, critical care. We rushed him through to hospital. Uh, we received reports later that the gentleman had unfortunately passed away. That is that is so sad, right? What's what's the, uh, you know, obviously you have a sense. I mean, clearly it's horrific and, and it's indefensible. But w- what more can you tell us in terms of what you observed? And the key thing is, am I right in saying this doesn't suggest it was, you know, what we South Africans are very used to, which is a criminal attack? You know, it's, it's surprising. It came as a shock to all of us. I mean, it's, it's not something that you know, I myself would have ever expected. Um, it's just sad, you know. The, it just, it's just really sad. You know, a, a place of religion, a place where a person prays, it's just sad to think that this happens. Help us understand this. There, there was a very, so it seems like one person has passed on. Can, can we take that as confirmed? Correct. All right, uh, and that's that's sad in its own right. And the other two, what what is their position? The the other two sustained multiple lacerations and uh, stab wounds, 
to the lower portion of their of their body. I believe one of the patients had been discharged from hospital. Which one was discharged? I'm not too I'm not too sure, but I believe one has been discharged in a stable condition. Okay, what about the very early reports that the the three perpetrators uh, are, are Egyptian nationals? And, and they yeah. they've managed to get away. How you know who who said the Egyptian nationals? How, how do we get that description? I mean, nobody carries an ID. You know, when, how do we get that? When we arrived on scene, um, the general public themselves were shouting from the identification that they had determined that it was Egyptian nationals. Um, how how they came to that? Um, you know, I, I would not know. So, so it's more a description in terms of what they what they look like, uh, you know, North, North Africans Correct. in that case. Yeah. All right. Is, is there anything else you wish to tell us? Uh, uh, do I take it that you've been back there or is it the case of you've moved on and, and you know, the community are now uh, uh, around that area of the mosque? The, the area, shortly after we um, loaded the patient and transported the patient to, to hospital, the area had been completely secured by the South African police who had brought in investigators. So the entire place was cleared off. Um, you know, the closest anyone could get was standing in the road looking at the mosque. But as far as that, no one could get any closer. Mm. Okay. Is there anything else you need to tell us? Um, just really sad that this, this happens, you know, in, in a country where we pride ourselves on peace and humanity. You know, it's just it's sad to think that this has happened. Yeah. Okay. Let's leave it at that. Thank you then for your time, uh, Sean Herbst. Of course, telling us a story that uh, you know from a nine one one they see so many accidents and incidents, but in this case here, an attack on on individuals uh, at a mosque in Varalim. Uh, I think it's called the the Imam. Uh, Hussein Mosque, so I understand, in Verlum, in a place called Ottawa. Sounds similar to Ottawa in Canada, but that's where it is uh, in uh, in Verlum. We'll, we'll get further thoughts on this with uh, Dr. Faisal Suleiman first up, and then later on, uh, Maulana Ibrahim Baum as well, just to get some sense of, you know, is this a religious motivated issue or, or what? Right after this. Not everybody can be a hero, right? Brave, selfless acts, or even superpowers. But you'd be surprised what a pair of slippers can do. On the 11th of May, Reach for a Dream can make a hero out of anyone. Get a wristband and wear your slippers on Slipper Day to help a child with a life-threatening illness realize their dream. Because not all heroes wear capes. Reach for a Dream. Inspiring hope. This is an SABC-supported initiative. We'll lead you follow. We're on Twitter and Facebook at SAFM Radio. Ashraf Garda on SAFM. Right, let's continue trying to make some sense of what we call the big picture because that's what this feature is called, the big picture. We try and look at beyond what, what, uh, what appears to be very obvious here. Dr. Faisal Suleiman is with us. He's the chairperson of the South African Muslim Network. Faisal, appreciate your time. Good evening. Good evening, Asha. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Well, h- help us understand this. I mean, very quickly, we got a sense that this is not your typical robbery. This, this appears to be something far bigger. What's, what's your understanding of this? Quite on the contrary, at this stage, these are the facts. Apparently, three people went to this premises, the, the Imam Masjid Mosque uh, in, in Ottawa, in KwaZulu-Natal, um, attacked three other people. Uh, you know, the two had their throats slit, one was stabbed in about the abdominal area. One person has succumbed to those injuries, and the three people have fled, apparently, in a white vehicle. Mm-hmm. Everything else, Ashraf, at the moment, is speculation. Were the three attackers Egyptians? 
speculation. We've seen chats and we've had reports that they may have been Iranians. Um, uh, was this everything else is unknown? Was it religious? Was it criminal? Was this a love affair gone wrong? Was this absolutely everything is purely speculative at this stage? Those are the only facts that one can really at this stage say that the, the attack happened at a mosque. Three people apparently, um, uh, you know, attacked and killed one person and injured two uh, two others and fled. All right. And that's really, we don't know anything else. Okay, so so within that that speculation, I mean, there there is concern, uh, and, and you've heard me put that question uh, about how do we determine whether Egyptian nationals, but but whoever they may be, right? Uh, it, it does appear that it it was an attack on people that were part of a mosque, and it's not a typical robbery because they certainly didn't just take something and run; they actually burned parts of a mosque. That appears to be a very a targeted campaign against a group of people, right? Yes, the, the attack happened at a mosque that happens to be the worship place of, of Shia Muslims. Uh, the attack happened to be on staff or personnel of the mosque. Uh, the, the basis of the, for the, or the cause or the reason for that is at the moment unknown. Whether it was, uh, it, it was you know, as we say, nothing appears to have been uh, taken, so maybe not robbery. Attempt to burn the mosque, so obviously there's an act of, 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 of anger here, of revenge perhaps, of... Uh, you know, uh, wanting to get back either at those personnel or the mosque, but nothing to, you know, like I say, at the moment, un- until those three people are caught, until uh, the, the two that have been stabbed, and I heard uh, the previous uh, mm-hmm. interview say one has been released, until the police question that person and really get a statement out of, of that, that person and the other uh, injured person, um, we really don't know. Okay, you, you, you mentioned that... Uh this, this mosque is a, a Shia mosque. Now, uh, of course, many people may understand that immediately. Others others may not. Uh, just a very quick difference between, uh, you know, a, a Muslim mosque or, or a Shia mosque. Just a very quick, without getting yeah. too much. You know, the what, what's I the difference? It, and in fact, it shouldn't even be an issue, to be quite honest. It shouldn't be. But given the sort of speculation and questions I've had from other, uh, other uh, of your colleagues in the media, both online and print and, and radio, um, you know, the, uh, that question, is this, you know, uh, something sectarian? And and that's why I mentioned it, so we can get it out of the way. Yes, you know, like you have Protestants and Catholics and Presbyterians and everything else, there are two major uh, groups uh, in the Muslim world. Um, the one, the vast majority are, are, are Sunni, uh, which is the vast majority of Muslims in South Africa, and uh, the minority are Shia. Uh, many of them around the Middle East, uh, the, the country well-known to be Shia is, is, is Iran. Uh, but obviously there are Shia Muslims in, in all parts of, of, of the world, including, of course, uh, the home of Sunni Islam or Islam, which is, is Saudi Arabia. Um, they, 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 you know, there's a common belief in the Prophet, in, in the Quran. Uh, they, there's a slight difference on, on the succession of the Prophet um, and then the Hadith and, and, and issues after that. Um, so Shias and, uh, Shias and Sunnis have lived peacefully for, for, for centuries. In the recent past, of course, there has been there has been some conflict between them. Many people speculate that it may be these are maybe third force activities, um, you know, meant to stoke sectarian and religious violence. And as we know, divide and conquer is an old is an old strategy to to, to break down societies. We had that uh, third force violence in our own country during the 1990s transition period. So you know, uh, there is slightly different, but of course, there's been no issue in South Africa. Our constitution guarantees freedom of religion, freedom of religious institutions and worship, 
and the Muslim community abides by those laws and respects it. So there, should, there is no real issue of violence or, or, or sectarian conflict between Shias and Muslims in South Africa, and we hope this isn't used as an example or an opportunity to, for, you know, yeah. to try and... Why, why, and maybe the la- last thing then to you, Dr. Faisal Suleiman, why then has, that, has there been some speculation which happened afterwards to say there, there was an attack on this, this mosque or these people because they have this particular, you know, persuasion of Islamic belief. That means it wasn't an attack from people outside of the Islamic faith. It is people from within the Islamic faith attacking others of the Islamic faith because they have differences of, of you know, some ideological differences, meaning it's an attack uh, because you are different. Why did that come up if, if, you know, if, if, if they've lived side by side? I'll give you an example. You know, a few years ago, during the month of Ramadan, which approaches us next week, a Muslim was killed in a, in a, in a fast food store. He was fasting, he was bearded, he had a, uh, a religious uh, garb on. He was killed because he was Muslim and they said he looked like bin Laden. Uh, and there were many other examples of things that have happened to Muslims. Uh, you know, I don't know how much time you have, but I can, I can enumerate many no, of them. No, just, just Never stop. have I had so many phone calls from the media as I have had today, but all of them have just had, had one thing in mind. Is this the beginning of a Sunni-Shia conflict in South Africa? Now, why would the media grab that as the first, as the first, uh, you know, because one is obviously it, it's something that is prevalent going on at the moment, Donald Trump, Iran, Shia, the Saudis, the, the war in Yemen, the war in Syria. Uh, so, yes, it is in the news. Uh, secondly, it makes for, it makes for good copy. Um, it makes for, for, for a spicier story. But that's the first thing that people have wanted to latch on to. Um, and, 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 and it couldn't be, you know, the first thing. Yes. You know, if something comes out tomorrow from the perpetrators or the victims, then, of course, we'll have to deal with it. But at this stage, that's, all, that's, that's the only thing people have been interested in, particularly colleagues in the media. And we're saying, let's not speculate. Let's not put innuendo where it doesn't belong at this stage. Okay, let's leave it at that, Dr. Faisal Suleiman, the chairperson of the South African Muslim uh, Network. Appreciate your input, Dan, certainly giving us his thoughts about the, the, the large amount of uh, speculation within this. Now, by the way, I'm happy to take a few calls on this issue. If you have a thought on, on what may have actually happened, particularly if you were closer to the action. So uh, if, if you are somebody from Verulam and you, you had this sense of an eyewitness or very close to that, what happened, perhaps you can share that and what this really means. And, and let me put this put it this way. It's certainly not a, a Muslim issue. If it's happened in South Africa, in our country, it's a South African issue. So it should concern you some way or the other, just like what happens with, with minors who die. That would concern you. And like uh, young women getting killed by, by males should concern you. This is another one because it does threaten uh, stability in our country. I'll chat to Molana Ibrahim Bam right after this. The twi- SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. We'll chat to two more people. In a few minutes' time, we'll chat to Maulana Syed uh, Aftab Haider uh, from the Ahlul Bayt Foundation of South Africa, coming up just now. But for now, Maulana Ibrahim Bam from the Jamit al-Ulama, that's Gauteng or Transvaal, historically, uh, or the Council of Muslim Theologians. Uh, Maulana Bam, good chatting to you and thanks for your time. Uh, thank you, Ashraf, and uh, good evening to all the listeners. All right, thank you. I, I understand that that your organization, on the one hand, uh, and and the the broader umbrella body, the United Ulama Council, and then your provincial counterpart would be the MJC in Cape Town, the Muslim Judicial Council, have all issued statements around uh, what's happened at the mosque in uh, in, in Verulam. Uh, wh- why was there a need to issue a statement? Uh, 
Well, well, I think uh, very importantly, we have to condemn this unjustified violence. South Africa faces many challenges, and we are all aware with regard to the challenges, socioeconomic equality and service delivery protests, etc. We surely do not need to put into the mix another challenge, and that is places of worship being attacked. Uh, historically, for whatever reasons, comparatively to many other parts of the world, South Africa have had a, a situation where there has been relative harmony between people of uh, different faiths and even within faiths. Yes, sometimes the theological debates have become very intense, but it has never reached the situation and to a, a, a situation where there has been violence against one another. And one of the reasons why we have, uh, you know, unequivocally, uh, unequivocally condemn this is because uh, we find absolutely no justification with regard to the attacks that have been taking place against um, a place of worship. Okay. The, what, what has come through, I mean, clearly we understand one person has passed away, which is, which is really sad, really, really tragic indeed, and two people not, not well, either critically or, or certainly not well at all, and the whole incident has been rather horrific. Uh, and the point that I brought to um, our previous guest, Dr. Faisal Suleiman, is there has been speculation, in fact, that, that outside of just robbery, this seems to be an attack on a religious uh, organization or mosque purely because of, of their interpretation of, of belief, meaning coming from one group against another. Your, your, your thoughts on that? Well, for, firstly, let, let us see that there has been such instances in other parts of the world. However, I think at this particular time, for us even to suggest that is merely speculation. Uh, we don't have uh, any evidence with regard to it. There hasn't been any history with regard to sectarian violence within the Muslims uh, to this extent uh, that there has been an attack against a place of worship. So uh, all I can say is that we have condemned it and we have said that this is unjustified violence uh, for us to, at this particular stage, until there has been clear evidence to the contrary or clear ev- evidence to suggest that there has been because of sectar- sectarian uh, reasons, I think it would be mere speculation and perhaps uh, might be better for us uh, maybe to withhold our judgment until there is further evidence on the matter. Okay, fair, that's fair, fair comment, and I, and I sense it'll be a developing story as, as we get to know more. Having, having said that, and I'll just quote what someone else said to me earlier today. He said that without getting into the, into the you know, minor differences between how, how religious organizations within the Islamic faith interpret their beliefs, there, there has been a narrative in, in some mosques of, um, of the, the majority Muslims in South Africa, maybe around the world, that, that is spoken at length about about these so-called Shias as an other, which, you know, there's no incitement to violence, not at all, but it does create a sense of uh, bitterness and anger and disappointment to this group of people. Has that happened? And, and if so, you know, what, what would your organization do about it? Because it may not be a call to, to difference, but it does amplify differences. Well, one of the aspects that we all keep in mind is there's always going to be theological differences between uh, between Muslim groups and sometimes even the, within different faith spectrums. And sometimes the debate uh, in that particular field, in the theological debate, has been pretty intense. Uh, bear in mind there's over a thousand mosques in, in South Africa. Uh, we as the General Ulama, the Council of Muslim Theologians, while we have always kept in, kept in mind that while we will discuss uh, different interpretations with regard to religion, I think that is within the scope of um, uh, religious discourse. 
uh, we have never tried to, you know, raise the bar with regard to creating tension. And while we will discuss the differences between uh, and the different interpretations as part of religious discourse, we have never given any impression within our council or anywhere else for that matter, uh, you know, that there is going to be a situation of escalating tension between between different groups and between different interpretations. Mm. Does your organization hold the line that in spite of a, another grouping that may be part of your broader house of, of Islam, uh, having slight difference of opinions and in terms of how they interpret it, that, you know, let them be, leave them to the way they interpret things and let leave us to the way we do it, we interpret things. Is, is that how well, you see it? Well, definitely. There is a Quranic verse, لَكُمْ دِينُكُمْ وَلَيَدِينَ For you, your religion, our religion, yes. However, as part of religious freedom, you have the right to be able to very vehemently and very intensely uh, go out into your places of worship or into the places and congregation where you preach that uh, speak about the interpretation that you favor without, uh, you know, escalating violence or without even advocating in the least that there should be violence with regard to the interpretation. Okay. Someone else might have differed with you on a particular right. matter. Is, is, there, is there any final point that, that you, you, you wish to add before I let you go? Well, I think one of the things is that we, we, will, we will be keeping a very keen eye on this developing story. At this stage, I think we have uh, unequivocally condemned this unjustified violence. We do not know the reason. And I think maybe perhaps, and as Faisal has also said, that uh, I've been quite surprised that you know, many of the, the journalists have come. Uh, what would you say with regard to the sectarian violence that has mm-hmm. erupted? So I said, uh, on what basis and what evidence do you have that it is sectarian violence? We are keeping all our options open with regard to it. We are having a teleconference with regard to the major, you know, theological formations tomorrow uh, to keep a keen uh, eye with regard to what is happening. And uh, we will be looking at the development. And if, for example, there is something that needs to be done and any action that needs to be taken or any statement that needs to be further uh, taken out in this particular regard, at the moment we have uh, condemned the violence and we said it is unjustified, absolutely unjustified, and we will be keeping a keen the developments as they develop. Okay, and we will certainly keep keeping tabs uh, in terms of what you may say next coming uh, from yourself, Mulana Ibrahim Bam, and then your organization, the Jamil Ulama of Khaocheng, uh, thank and the United, United Ulama Council. Appreciate uh, your time. That's Mulana Ibrahim uh, Bam. Let's let's move on. We had a couple of callers. We've lost them. If you wish to call on the back of this interview, you can certainly do so. Quick, short, sharp calls. 0891-104-207. My, my next guest is uh, Mulana Sayed after Aftab Haider. Uh, uh, Good, good, uh, good evening, and thanks for for giving up your time, Olana. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Assalamu thank, thank you. Now, I've, I've spoken, to, as you've heard, to Maulana Ibrahim Bam from the Jamaat al-Ulama Chaocheng. I, I understand that when we spoke earlier on about, you know, different interpretations of um, of the Islamic faith, your organization, the, the Ahlul Bayt Foundation of, of South Africa, would be the type of organization that this mosque that was uh, where, the, where the people were targeted and the mosque was burnt as well, uh, would, would yes. fall under, under your umbrella. Is, is that correct? That is correct. That okay. is correct. What, what do you make of what happened today? Look, it is, of course, I will say, one of the darkest days of the history of Muslim community in South Africa. We don't have history of violence and history of hate against each other going to that level where we shed blood of each other for the sake of differences. Unfortunately, 
All the hallmarks of today's event indicate that it was a sectarian, of course, uh, motivated incident and attack and assault on the mosque. Their mosque was burned down, part of it, and also people were injured, including the imam of the mosque, and one of our youth unfortunately lost his life in this incident. Uh, so it is a very sad, of course, day in the history of whole Muslim community. Uh, we know very well that the history of South African Muslim community is a uh, history of tolerance and respect toward different schools of thought and also, of course, even toward different religious denominations, even non-Muslim mm -hmm. uh, faith traditions. But unfortunately, this incident has showed us, unfortunately, the underlying tensions or what was unfortunately happening for last couple of years, I will say, from the pulpit, from the social media, a very organized hate campaign against uh, Shia community in particular. Uh, it was. It is not a secret. Yes, I agree with Molana Baum that they never... Uh, promoted violence, but unfortunately, from the pulpit, from the members, from the arches of the mosques, the way these differences were promoted, it has very little left uh, to say that it was provoking violence. Maybe the word violence was not mm -hmm. used, but other than that, the okay. most vulgar so language was used, the most provocative style, and you know, Methods were used to agitate people to promote hatred okay. against. Would you would you then community. say? Would you then say? I mean, in terms of the evidence that you may or may not have, that this attack mm -hmm. uh, on the mosque was was a deliberate attack against people of the mosque and that mosque because of their of their religious differences with the majority of South African Muslims in the country, or do you think it's got nothing to do with that? No, it has. I, I I will not, of course, say that majority of Muslims agree with this view or have that type of thinking, not at all. But those people who attacked, they attacked with this intention. This is very clear. This is, you know, very clear because there's no personal differences or disputes were involved there. And the people who came, they apparently, according to the caretaker, visited this mosque a couple of days before and they looked at the situation of the mosque and again they came with the intention of praying in the mosque and with this intention they insisted that gates of the mosque should be open and then caretaker opened the mosque and then they entered they immediately started throwing bombs on the library and parts of the masjid and fire took and when he resisted then they started attacking on him and then they pulled the imam of the mosque shifali Inchiniani, and they stabbed him also. Then there was another brother who came to resist, and they attacked him also. And it has all the hallmarks of ISIS style and sectarian, you know, style of uh, attack and assault. Okay, for for, for point of clarity, all the hallmarks of ISIS style. Would would you think this is an an, an ISIS import uh, into our country, or or is it a uh, an act by by people in this country uh, acting on behalf of organizations in this country, whether that was the intention or whether that's because of some of the words that, that you had spoken about earlier on? Look, it's very difficult to say at this moment in time when investigation is going on, 
that what is the connection. I can only comment on the the events which developed over the day, you know, the way it happened and the way they attacked, and of course, especially targeting masjid and targeting library and targeting, you know, the place of worship to uh, use for violence and killing. Now, all that leads to only one thing. They didn't steal anything. They were not robbers. They didn't come to rob or do a hijacking or anything of that sort. They just wanted violence. They wanted to make a statement against our community. So, so that's what I can say. But now to establish that were they supported by outside group or they were an organized mm-hmm. uh, situation, that's very difficult and I think very early to see. Okay, with, with that in mind, and of course we'll, we'll get the facts uh, as, as the days progress, but with that in mind, let's take yes. tonight or tomorrow morning, would you, on behalf of, of your organization, in the light of what you said, a very organized uh, campaign from the head campaign from the pulpit, would you, would you be speaking to your, your, your Muslim counterparts that represent the majority of Muslims in the country to, to ascertain what happened and then to establish a working way forward, keeping in mind that maybe these individuals are acting on their very own? And, and of course, the acts are criminal. Acts, yeah? Always like that. And we tried to approach them and even today, we appeal to all our communities across the country uh, to exercise and practice restraint and keep calm and not to act emotionally. And we believe in unity of all the Muslims and we believe the peaceful coexistence among all different faith traditions in South Africa. We are living, we live in a democratic society, we live in a society where we where our constitution. So on those bases we have appealed and we keep of course and if religious leadership of our brothers, Muslim brothers, would like to open the doors, because we have tried very much to in, engage with them in the issue, like Malana referred to the theological differences. Yes, indeed, there are theological differences, no doubt about it, and there's no point of discussion about it. Yes, we agree, and we all of us know. But we have to have responsible leadership, religious leadership of our community, have a responsibility to stop and take, take care of these religious differences, not to turn into a situation which happened like today or into a situation of violence. Okay. If you look at the Facebook, if you look at the social media, even today, the way they are going on, after we have gone through such a terrible day for our community, is still, you know, accusations being made and the comments which are passed are really ridiculous okay so so let's let's leave it at that that Uh, our leadership need to really come and we are saying to the leadership of our community majority and minority only to let us open the doors of discussion open the door of speaking and conversation and not allow a very few extremist deviated ideology holding people to harm our community and austerity. And okay, so I, I hear that. And, and we're going we're gonna to leave it at that. You're you, you appealing to others. You open the doors of conversation uh, and you're saying it on the air. Yes. Uh, is, is, that, is that a request you've also made to them directly uh, via phone calls yes. or via emails? I, and, he's, I he's made it. Malana Abdul Khalid from Muslim contacted me and showed me that they uh, are issuing the statement which they issued. And I immediately responded by saying to him that let us sit and let us talk and let us speak and let us lead the community in a positive manner into 
a peaceful coexistence uh, 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 direction in place of any confrontation or possible uh, violence or anything of tensions okay. of this sort which happened today. Let us let us and leave it at all right. Let us leave it at that then, uh, Molana Sayed, after Aftab Haider. Appreciate you giving of your time tonight. And, and I'm sure we will certainly follow the story. And, and yes, the overall issue, I think, for most South Africans listening, people of whichever faith is, let's hope this does not escalate. So there's a big responsibility on, on the entire community uh, of Muslims and the entire country. Uh, I think that that is effectively stating the obvious there. Thank you for your time, Molana Sayed, after Haider, the leader of the Ahlul Bayt Foundation of South Africa. And just to put that into perspective, uh, he's found foundation and that mosque that was targeted today that appeared to be targeted um, in Verlum in uh, well in the northern Natal or KZN area uh, that mosque falls under his wing and there are slight differences without getting into too much debate ideological differences between uh, what they believe and the majority of South Africans in this country believe and also what the majority of uh, Muslims uh, around the world believe as well but uh, yeah that call to maybe get together uh, is something we need to be able to follow as well okay let's leave it at that Accepting, uh, we'll, we'll chat to Tonya Kuri to give us her thoughts um, on some of the numbers in terms of some of the big issues uh, in the world, in the country today, and and who said what and where the sentiments lie. And then we'll talk about the EFF and the Northwest, all of it with a big theme of let's get the big picture right after this.